0: Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins, and welcome back to another episode of the New Go Radio podcast. What an incredible last few weeks it's been! Uh, I've just recently presented at my very first ever conference. I've also been back working one day a week within the intensive care unit. But today's episode is going to be all about a recent three week army course that I've been on. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you all about exactly what this military course is all about and what happens. Something that I've really wanted to do within the New Grade Radio podcast as well isn't to only talk about my experiences of working in ICU and ED, but it's also to talk about military nursing and the particular courses that I've been on. There isn't a lot of information out there about what nurses do in the military. Um, There's not anything to do with, number one, what we do, but also about the training that we conduct. Uh, And that's exactly what I'm going to do today, is to talk about the nursing course that I just came back from. Um, and it's got nothing to do with sensitivity like the the information I'll talk about today isn't sensitive information that can't be talked about in in an open setting I think it's just because no one has talked about it yet that's all so I'd love to demystify exactly what nurses do in the military Uh, even if it's on a very small scale with this podcast and literally just talking about particular courses that I've done um, so, as I've sort of talked about in a few episodes ago, a few weeks back, I, I think it was in August, I did the SSO, the Specialist Service Officer course, which was held down in Canberra. And as I sort of talked about on that episode, it brings very new specialist offices, um, whether that be your lawyers or accountants, or whether your health capabilities such as nurses, doctors, psychologists, you name it. Um, and... Putting them in a uniform, teaching them how to wear and maintain that uniform, teaching them how to march, and all the absolute fundamentals it is to be a, a specialist officer uh, within the Army. Uh, but the course that I've just come back from was called ADFEPN, so the Australian Defence Force Extended Practice Nursing. Uh, and ADFEPN, as the name suggests, is specific to military nurses. Uh, now, ADFEPIN is uh, a two-phase course. So it's uh, broken down, obviously, in two different courses. Um, so the first phase, uh, which, again, this uh, this ADFEPIN is a tri-service course, which means it's not only nursing officers within the Army, but also that of the Navy and Air Force. Um, but the first phase is all to do with primary care nursing. And whilst the second phase is more along the lines of your emergency and critical care ways of thinking. Um, So primary care nursing is not something that I've done within the last two years. And that's why I absolutely loved it, because it's developing a new way of thinking and more tools for the tool belt, which I can use in any type of setting as well. Now, primary care nursing uh, is more to do with the things that are going to be way more common But there are often things that are often passed on to the doctors, especially when it's in the emergency department setting. So we're talking about when someone comes in with an earache, what exactly do you do? I certainly haven't been taught... Uh, while at uni or within ED or ICU, how to use a, an otoscope, for example, to be able to look inside someone's ears and to be able to you know, visualise the tympanic membrane and determine the course of action of what we need to do. Like They're more of that GP, rural, when you've got no type of equipment type of assessment rather than the absolute just emergency stuff that we often always train on. Um, so yeah, anyway, so this the three-week course. The, the way that we learn is from using a set of guidelines called the Primary Clinical Care Manual or the PCCM. You may have heard this before because it's also the set of guidelines that are used from a range of different organisations, inclusive of the Royal Flying Doctor Service. Uh, now, the PCCM is... Um, I really love using the PCCM because it reminds me of using the paramedic guidelines, uh, so, for example, as I've sort of mentioned before, when I went through my uh, bachelor of paramedics, um, we learn everything through the, the set of guidelines. So I went to uni in Victoria, so we use the ambulance Victoria guidelines, and that breaks down a whole bunch of different conditions. And it says if a patient presents with this, therefore you treat like this, and that's exactly what the PCCM does as well. It breaks down in a whole bunch of different sections, ranging from emergency to more of general obstetrics and paediatrics, and you look at the different conditions that it may be. So what what this course was all about is breaking down an absolute plethora of different conditions. What they taught us through a very much of a head-to-toe assessment assessment format, um, ranging from things such as headaches and migraines to... For example, sexually transmitted infections, uh, wounds, uh, you name it, a whole bunch of different conditions. And what you do is that you are there, you look at it, you look at the different uh, considerations that you need to take when you're assessing these types of patients and the different treatment modalities that you can do. Now, something that I don't think is, is really known about the military context, but uh, there's, there's different ways in which nurses in the military work. Um, you can be part of a uh, general health capability now that is sort of like a, a mobile hospital now there it's sort of like a structured facility that takes three days pretty much to set up and uh, it has capabilities from wards like intensive care unit capability like specialist capabilities can be within it you can have basic imaging and a whole bunch of different stuff like that or you could be something that I'm gonna be doing next year as part of a close health. Now, close health, it could literally be myself as a nursing officer. It may or may not be there with a, a medical officer or a doctor, uh, and you'll be there with a few medics. And you are attached to different um, corps. So for example, you may go out there with armoured corps. So you may go out there with tanks. And so I'll be the health capability with my soldiers. Um, wherever they go I go Um, we may so we'll have a a little tiny tent that we may set up some absolutely basic minimalist equipment uh, and any we we look after any of the health conditions that any of these that any of the people that we're supporting in order for them to do their job Um, so as you can imagine if you're in the middle of nowhere it's really important to be able to assess a patient thoroughly because you are there to manage their health, make sure that they can continue to do their job and know when you need to be able to escalate it to the point where you need to call in a Medivac, for example, so get an aeroplane, so get a, um, a helicopter to come in and, and evacuate that patient out if they need it, or whether you're able to hold a patient within your basic facility uh, for a, a matter of a few days and whether you think the patient may start to get better. Uh, But what's awesome, as I sort of mentioned with the PCCM, is that it sort of breaks down very thoroughly, whether it's emergency, whether it's general, the different types of conditions and what you need to consider along the way. So anyway, within the course, so yes, you go through a whole bunch of different conditions. Um, And so, for example, you'll have a day where a dental officer comes in and we had had a, a significant amount of time going down a whole bunch of stuff about how to perform an examination of the teeth, uh, looking at basic conditions such as gingivitis and ranging through to have someone who's had you know, a rather significant dental emergency um, where you know, someone's tooth's come out and being able to use a particular type of equipment in order to be able to uh, uh, you know, manage these types of emergencies as well. Uh, we had half a day where we learnt all about paediatrics now, this was awesome for, for me um, because, again, I work within a, an adult ICU and an adult ED. Um, and I haven't had much to do with kids rather than back at uni with my paramedicine. Um, but yeah, and no, it was great. And then also some of the officers uh, and some of the other um, families came in and brought their kids along. So we had um, real young children from only a few weeks old all the way up to, to uh, some, some children that were in their, their teenage years. It was all about some of the difficulties it is to assess the, the paediatric population. Um, so again, we learnt all about some, some conditions that are specific to like paediatrics and using the PCCM about how we were to manage those conditions if they arise. Uh, it's important, especially in the military context, because we may be called out to humanitarian um, efforts. Um, and this is also important when it comes to obstetrics. So we had a, a midwife come in. Uh, and break down what, sort of, what are some of the basics of uh, the different phases of uh, labour, for example, um, and what are some of the challenges and what are some of the risks associated with birthing and what to look out for. And especially that's the same sort of case. You may go to places in the middle of absolute nowhere with minimal equipment and the lady may be um, giving birth. So we have to sort of know what we need to do in those situations. Um, And also, so, so, and then as all of these conditions are going and we're learning, so for example, another day was to do with like musculoskeletal injuries. Uh, So we went all along how to strap. So we're learning strapping ankles, shoulders, lower backs uh, and using the Ottawa scale. So something that happens very frequently in the military is rolling ankles. And you need to be able to determine whether that patient is going to need an x-ray or not. Uh, Especially in the middle of nowhere with no equipment, um, it's a big call to be able to say whether a patient needs to be evacuated out of the field setting to go in an x-ray or whether or not the patient can just non-weight bear for a few days um, and then potentially start to to get a bit better so and then that, that's the sort of considerations that it takes especially within the military context because we don't always have the the specialty um, uh, clinicians around we don't always have the the specialist pieces of equipment such as even to do with like x-rays and if anyone listening to this works with an emergency department you know for a lot of different stuff we we have the equipment right there if we're considering someone has pneumonia bang chest x-ray someone has is complaining of that of of that that lower you know pain in their leg and stuff often bang x-ray so it's uh we don't always have that um So within the course as well. So we're learning all about different assessments that came up. So not only are we learning an absolute plethora of different conditions, um, but along the way, we're doing a whole bunch of these different online modules, uh, which is sort of reinforcing what we're learning in class. Um, We had an ECG examination. And as you guys know, I absolutely love ECGs. So it was good to be able to not only... Um, get through that one okay but also to be able to help out my fellow classmates as well it was good uh, we had a an assessment on suturing um, so when someone comes in with a laceration off somewhere learning how to properly examine the area and learning when and when we should not be suturing uh, a particular wound um, and then we got assessed on that ability to do that as well um, we got uh, assessed on different particular skills not only suturing but also The use of an otoscope in order to be able to look in someone's ear and to to examine their tympanic membrane. They had particular dummies set up which they put different ears in which all had some things that were either normal or abnormal about them. We had to be able to visualise it, use correct use of the otoscope to be able to to tell what was normal and what was abnormal. Um, Also use of different pieces of equipment that I've never even touched before in my life such as tuning forks. Uh, to be able to assess someone's hearing, for example. Um, What else was there? There was was so, so much that we learned on this three-week course. Um, And then the big assessment right at the end was um, sort of like little OSCEs, sort of um, uh, mini-assessments. So they took all of us, and we did three different uh, assessments each. Um, which is pretty much you, you're getting a patient and using all the information that we've been taught in order to be able to assess that patient use the pccm and then treat accordingly just like we would do within a uh, health facility or whether we we're out in field so for example you know some assessments came back uh, so came up and a particular patients had sexually transmitted infections so gonorrhea for example and then learning what we need to do in order to, to treat the patient and talk about contact tracing and a whole bunch of other stuff that comes along with that or oh, another one of my patients had a corneal abrasion so learning how to perform an eye examination um, that's particular steps that come to do with um, using fluorescein so particular eye drops that illuminate within a dark environment using um, the particular piece of equipment to, to use the blue light uh, to be able to see if there's any particular damage or any sort of um um uh, abrasion to the eye itself so it was it was fantastic so at the end of the three weeks I feel like I've developed a whole new bunch of skills that I can easily come back now and sort of add to my practice within the emergency department so anyway guys hope you've enjoyed this whole episode I uh, hope you have it and I hope you've enjoyed uh, sort of a breakdown of exactly what military nurses do uh, even if it's in the most basic sense of what our training involves uh, so what comes next for me, military-wise, is that uh, I'll be moving up to, to Townsville um, early next year. Uh, that'll be my, for my very first rotation within the Army. Uh, and my another one of the courses will be Phase 2 of this ADFEPIN, which, uh, again, is is more to do with the critical care thinking. So we're going to be doing, yeah, so an adult ALS certification, paediatric advanced life support, burns courses, mass casualty, um, training so a whole but by- and, and then i think it all culminates with being able to lead a resus team so very much more critical care so anyway guys hope you've enjoyed it and i'll talk to you very soon